This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Agon Erev Shabbos. We'd like to wish a Mazel Tov to Mr. and Mrs. Yerucham Wiener upon the birth of a grandson born this week to their children, Rina and Ellie English, up north Woodmere. May be zeichet to be machtesim. To see much nachas from this child and from all their children and grandchildren, it should only be a source of nachas to the family and for Klal Yisrael. In this week's parasha, the Torah shares with us two essential parenting lessons. Very apropos, as we just mentioned, the Simcha and the Shul and Baruch Hashem, there have been quite a few baby, babies born in the last few weeks. A very essential messaging for parenting. Now everyone knows that parenthood does not end when the kids grow up, or even move out of the house, or even when they have their own grandchildren. Parenting is a life job. It's a life mission. A person is a parent their entire life. And the only thing that is correct is that the older the children get, and the bigger the children get, the bigger the problems are as well. So parenting advice and parenting comments are for all people, because anyone that has a child is a parent forever. It is a, I don't like to say a lifetime sentence, that's a derogatory way of looking at it, but it's a full-time, lifetime job to be able to be mechanic and to raise children. So in this week's parasha, the Torah shares with us two very important lessons, essential lessons for parenting. The Torah tells us in the beginning of the parasha, <coughs> in the beginning of the parasha, the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu blesses the Jewish people they should multiply like a thousand times over. And Rashi quotes that the people were upset with Maish Rabbeinu. They were disappointed with Maish Rabbeinu. They said, why are you shortchanging us? HaGadosh Baruch Hu said that He'll give us wonderful brachas. We'll be like the stars and like the sand and endless, endless amounts of us. And you're only saying we'll be a thousand times. That's uh, giving us a, a limit. You're giving us a, a, a max. How much we're going to max out at some point. So Rashi says, Maish Rabbeinu answers to the Jewish people, you're right. This a thousand time fold is my personal bracha. And Hashem has His bracha that He'll give you that you'll be like the stars and like the sand. A very difficult medish. What exactly was the conversation between Moshe and the Jewish people? What was Moshe Rabbeinu's answer? What was the, the comeback of Moshe Rabbeinu to the Jewish people's claim? They seem to have a very valid claim, a legitimate claim. Moshe seems to be shortchanging them with his bracha of only a thousand times over. Should be a thousand times the Jewish people. So the Chassam Seifer explains beautifully that Moshe Rabbeinu was giving the Bnei Yisrael a test. He wanted to see why do we want to have children? Why do as Am Yisrael do we have this desire, this will to have children, to produce and to have doyrei deris? For what purpose? Many people can think perhaps that the reason for children is because you need to have someone to take care of you, someone to help you. It was definitely like this when Jews used to work <coughs> predominantly in the farm. You needed a lot of extra labor. So children were really just free labor. Or today, you could look at them as a tax deduction. Stimulus checks are much larger, depending on how many children you have. So is that the reason why Kalaiswa wanted to have a lot of children? Was so they can just have you know, free help and built-in help and all these perks? Or was there a deeper reason? Maishu Abedin wanted to know, why do you want to have children? Are you have, do you want to have children for all the wrong reasons? Or do you want to have so you can produce people that will go out and lead a life and do mitzvahs that we makadish Hashem? Do you want to lead, live, have children so they can be people that will be walking, talking, kiddush Hashem, they'll do mitzvahs 
and they'll <coughs> keep the Torah, and then they'll have more of that, to be marbik kvot in the world, what were you thinking? So Maishu said to the Jewish people, well, I could tell, if you just wanted workers, then after I blessed you with it a thousand times, that's enough workers, says the Chassam Sefer. If that was your agenda, if that was your motivation, if that was your impetus, that would have been enough, you would have been very happy. But when I heard you wanted more, then I realized you're doing this for the right reasons. You're not nearly thinking of children as a way to help you personally, your financial situation, or to take care of you when you get older, or to be there for you. No, you're thinking that how can I produce a generation of people that will go on the way of HaKadosh Baruch and be marbik kvot shemayim in the world. So says the Chassam Soifer, Moshe Bein is reminding us not to lose sight of what children are. What are they supposed to be? Are they there for our benefit? Are they there to make us look good? To make us feel better about ourselves? No. They're here to be a vehicle to be able to be marabit kavot shemayim in the world. We're here, to, we're here to take them, to guide them, to educate them, to instill with them proper Torah value, to continue to have more people learning Torah, more people doing mitzvahs, more people living a life of Torah. And the Pirkei de Beloza points out way back in Sefer Bereshis is a unique conversation between Yaakov and Yosef. We know Yaakov and Yosef were the two opposite styles of life. Yaakov lived a spiritual life. Yaakov Ishtom Yosef Olim. He was all about Torah and Mitzvahs. And Yaakov was the opposite. Yaakov was the person who lived for this world. He was all engulfed in Tavas Oilam Azeh. He wanted more and more pleasures of this world. And when Yaakov shows up with his large family, Yaakov is quite a large family, and he meets Esav, Esav asks him, who are all these children? And the Pirkei de Belazer explains that what Esau was asking Yaakov, he's saying, I don't get you, Yaakov. You're Mr. Spirituality. You're Mr. Next World. You're Mr. All for God. So why do you have all these children? Children represent physicality. Children are those who are here to help you. Children are here for your, for your physical benefit. And Yaakov, and Yaakov tells his brother, my dear brother, you're making a colossal mistake. That's not the role of children. Children are not here to benefit my physical needs. They're not here to grab me a drink if I need it. Of course, they are obligated halachically. If you ask them for something, they have to give it to you. But that's not the purpose. They're not here to be our servants. They're not here to be our free labor. Our children are here, says the Chassam for explaining that they're here to be mekadeshim shemayim. And therefore, as parents, we have a duty and a responsibility to look at them like that. They're not here for us, but we're here for them. We need to be guiding them and helping them make sure that they're living what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be vehicles to be used to be marbikvayt shemayim. And very often we get caught up and we lo- want to look at our children as nachas machines. You know, they were put on this world to bring us nachas, to make us happy and do what we want. It's absolutely incorrect. We had a mission to bring children into this world because we have a job as parents to be marbikvayt shemayim. We have to ask ourselves as, as we're guiding them and being mechanich them and advising them, we have to ask ourselves, is this advice helping me or it's helping HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Because our purpose with our children is not what's best for me, what makes me enjoy, what the geschmack that I'll get out of it. Is, is this thing that I'm advising or giving advice on, is it going to be causing to be marbikvot shemayim in the world? That's one very essential lesson the Torah teaches us. But perhaps another very essential lesson the Torah teaches us a few psukim later. And Paragala Pasuk of Gimel, the Pasuk says, when Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Jewish people, he's repeating, he's reviewing the stories of the last 40 years, so he tells them about the story of the Miraglim. And he says that when we sent out spies, it was, I thought it was a good idea. And the Gemara says, we learn from here that Moshe Rabbeinu thought sending the spies were a good idea, but HaKadosh Baruch who thought it was not a good idea. Moshe thought it was a good idea. The Jewish people needed to get, <coughs> they needed to get this uh, reassurance this comfort feeling knowing that their spies were sent and we did our due diligence, we did our hashtadlus, but Hashem said, no, no, this is a colossal error, this is a bad idea. 
So the obvious question you have to ask yourself, and Rav Motel Katz, the late Rosh Hashiva from Tells Cleveland, asked this question. If Hashem thought it was a bad idea to send the Raglim, why did he let Moshe send the Raglim? Hashem should have said, no, I'm the boss, I'm in control. The answer is no. If Hashem genuinely thought that this was a bad idea, why did he allow it to happen? Why did he allow this to happen? Why did he allow the Bnei Israel to make a colossal mistake? Explain to Rav Katz an unbelievable lesson to Chinuch. He says, you see from over here that sometimes parents have to let their children make mistakes. As a parent, sometimes your children are not ready to listen to you, or they're not going to listen to you, and it doesn't help to say, no, no, no. It's a, such a profound message in the Chinuch. It's a scary message because you have to know when you do need to put your foot down and when don't you need to put your foot down. But it's a message as a parent that not everything needs to be my way or the highway. We need to sometimes say this is just not a battle I'm willing to fight. This is not worth it. Sometimes you give up the battle to win the war. It's not, it's not going to work. And it can't always be my way or the highway. That's it. I'm always right. The kid is always wrong. No. HaKadosh Baruch who knew they were going to make a mistake. He said, okay, they're going to learn. They're going to have to make the mistake. And they're going to have, and that's part of growing up in life. Part of growing up is that we're going to make mistakes. Now, obviously, good parents want to make sure their kids don't make mistakes. But sometimes the kids are just not ready to listen. They're not going to accept what you have to say. And instead of making a massive fight, sometimes just you, you have to give in. And Amatul Katz says a story that took place with him and he was Rosh Hashiva and tells Cleveland. And he tells the following story. One night, the Bachim came to him sometime in the late 40s, early 50s. And the Bachram said, is it possible that we can rearrange tonight's night seder? Started a little early, rearranged the time for Mayriv. And he asked the boys why, and the boys told him, because there's a major heavyweight boxing championship this tonight. And we want to be able to listen to it on the radio. Can you imagine to listen to a boxing match on the radio? This is what they wanted in the 1940s. The Bachram went to a Litvisha, European Rosh Hashiva. And he asked them, we want to change the seder ayam so we can watch this back boxing match. Now, what do you think of Matul Katz told these boys? We would have thought he gave them a drasha about Bittal Torah and about Shtosim and about stupidity. If Matul said, okay, for tonight we'll do it. Because he knew this was not a battle worth fighting. It's not worth it. The boys were, for American society, they needed this, whatever it is. Is it the best thing to miss Seder for a boxing match? Of course not. But if Matul said, what am I going to do? I can't fight every battle. I can't always tell them no. Sometimes I need to understand where they're coming from. It's such an essential message. It's such an important idea in Chinuch. You have to know what battle to fight, what battle not to fight, what to pick, what not to pick. It can't be everything is a big deal and everything is the way I want it. We will lose an entire generation that way. And we have to understand that the kids of today are not like the kids of last earlier years. Children are different today. Their needs are different. Their desires are different. Their wants are different. It's a different world. And if we're going to stay to the old way and not budge, and not everything is no, 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 we are going to lose a generation. So I believe this week's parasha has two essential lessons for parenting. One is to realize what a child is, what their purpose is. They're not here for us. They're not here for us to give us nachas, to make us feel good. So I can go around telling people, look what my kid did. No. It's where I can feel proud that my child is living a life that makes a Kodesh Baruch proud. And secondly, we learn from Ramatul Katz the importance, the significance of knowing when to stop, when to fight, which battles to battle, and when to sometimes just let them do what they need to do. As we come to the Yomtev, the Yomtev of Tisha B'Av, is called the Yomtev. When we come to the day of, of Tisha B'Av, one of the things that we focus on throughout the Kinnis and throughout the history is the loss of Jewish children. So many Jewish children were taken from us in Khurbanis. And by Yisrishan, we lost thousands upon hundreds of thousands of children. 
In the Holocaust, we lost 1.2 million children in the Holocaust. Children have been taken from us. We should be so lucky and appreciative to be able to be parents, to be able to have children, grandchildren, and halavai great-grandchildren. Appreciate what that means. There have been so much loss of children throughout our history. Let's embrace those children that we have, that we're so lucky to have the gifts that HaKadosh Baruch gave us. And let's realize what they're here for. And let's be mechanach them properly. Let's, let's make sure we're using them as the way HaKadosh Baruch would want us to be a vehicle to bring Kovay Shemayim. Let's be mechanach them the way they're supposed to. Mr. Shem, we should see only nachas from all our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. They should be a source of nachas for HaKadosh Baruch And together with them, we should be zaycheh because we're being mechanach our children properly with all the Torah vows to be, greet the arrival of Mashiach before Tisha B'Av. We shouldn't have to go into a Tisha B'Av. We should see Mashiach's arrival in our days speedily with our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren together, dancing in Simcha with the arrival of Mashiach. From Herbi Amenu Amen. Have a wonderful Shabbos.